Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. And if you want to turn with me to Galatians chapter 5, we're in a series right now called In Your Control. We're on part 6. The subtitle is Dealing With Your Feeling. How many have had multiple feelings already in this service? You can go from excited about youth camp to, oh, isn't that sweet? The little kids are going to do the uh, VBS or the whatever it's called, summer adventure, to letters about memorial and you're crying. But how many know God gave you all those emotions? And they're okay as long as they are fed and filled with the right thing. But how many know your emotions, as we saw last week, are like containers and you can fill them with things you shouldn't? Really, you could boil it down to this. Whatever you're going to feed on information-wise and your mind is full of, it will have a direct impact on your emotions. Now, you cannot control how you feel all the time. And what I mean by that is you're going to have things come to you in your life that do not make you feel good. And this is why we're learning the principles of faith. We talked about the fact that we are spirits. We possess a soul and we live in a body. Paul said this in, I think it's 1 Thessalonians 5. But he talked about, he prayed that your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. So that means you're a three-part being. We know in Hebrews, it talks about that the word of God is able to separate the soul and the spirit. So they must be different. But they're close. They have contact with each other. How many have noticed that every morning you wake up, your body's there? (laughs) If it isn't, you're not here either. (laughs) You're in heaven, hopefully. Praise God. Amen? So there there is always, we're always going to have to deal with the three parts of who we are in this life. And so we've been looking at this, and I don't have time to go through all the other stuff, but this morning I just want to talk about emotions to resist and emotions to accept. This is the third point in this message, emotions to resist and emotions to accept. And really what it boils down to is rejecting or receiving based on spiritual motivation. You say, what do you mean by that? You know, uh, in, in this world there are two, two not four, two spiritual forces influencing you. They are God and they are Satan. And people are like, oh, no, there's many religions. No, there's many devils. There's God and there's Satan. Okay? And those forces are looking to influence you. The primary place that they are influencing you is in your thinking. This is the primary place. This is why some of you need to quit watching the news. Stop it. And people go, well, then I won't know what's going on. If you're watching it, you don't know what's going on. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We, by the grace of God, can put off and put on. Mature believers live from the spirit, not their feelings, but also know how to appreciate emotions in balance. Somebody say in balance. In order to choose what feelings and emotions we yield to and which we resist, we must understand the motivation or the source behind what we are feeling. There are two main spiritual influences in our world that have an effect on us daily. 
Through the knowledge of the word of God, we can learn to recognize these sources and choose which to yield to and which to resist. Believers have been mandated and empowered, both mandated and empowered, by the Lord to live emotionally balanced. Therefore, there is no viable excuse for not maturing in this area of our lives. Amen. There is no viable excuse. Remember Paul? We read three different scriptures where Paul made the statement in 1 Corinthians and then also in Hebrews where he made the statement, you should have been mature by now, but you're not. He said, I have to speak to his children as to babes in Christ because you haven't put into exercise what you learned. Do you know, and it says this in Hebrews, it talks about it. When, when we exercise the word of God and put it into practice, we actually develop the ability within our soul and even within our body because we're living from the spirit as the primary source. We develop the be- ability to discern between good and evil. You, you are more spiritually aware than you even realize. But if you're going to understand the spirit world and how it operates and how to win there, you've got to know this word. You've got to know it. Amen? And so we see this. So let's go to Galatians chapter 5. And I want to read through some verses. I don't know if I'm going to comment on on all of them, but I want to get to some things. Galatians chapter 5, verse number 16. These are some great verses here that you need to go back to and look at and mark in your Bible. I want you to see something here about two desires. Two motivations. Paul said this to the Galatians. I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the what? Lust of the flesh. You could write next to that word instead of lust because we, we have particular thinking about that word. It's not necessarily wrong, but it can tend to go to the Americanized kind of version. I just put next to it desire. Desire. Now, what do we see straight off in this verse? We see two things. Spirit and flesh. Now soul, if you could imagine an old scale, you know they have a, like a fulcrum in the middle and you got a scale on either side with the, the weights that go one way or the other. You can imagine your soul and mind in the middle of that thing. On one side is flesh, one side is spirit. So we know emotions are containers. Whichever you supply as far as information goes, the majority of the information that goes into your soul will weigh you to a carnal Christian or to a spiritual one. Now, when you think of carnal, don't just think of all the, all the, you know, like murder and stuff. I mean, that includes that. But think of things like a bad attitude for a whole day. <laughs> that too practical? <laughs> think of glory to God and you're driving down the road, somebody cuts you off and you lo- it ruins your entire day. If, if that happens, I'm going to help you, you're in the flesh. You're in the flesh. You're not in the spirit. Sometimes people think, well, is it really that important, Sean? I mean, we're going to heaven when we die. Super important. Because the more carnal your thinking is, come on, the more natural, the more meaty, the more flesh-ruled your thinking is, the less you're hearing from the spirit of God. The greater struggle you'll have in determining what the will of the Lord is for you, not only in larger things, but then in day-to-day things. See, if you were really walking in the Spirit, when your spouse says something to you in the morning that you don't like, you'll let it go. Super practical, right? But actually super spiritual. 
So what do we see here? We see that you have a desire in your flesh. In verse 17, for the lust or the desires of the spirit, or, the, or I'm sorry, the flesh, are what? They are against, they're against what? The spirit. And the spirit, and I put next to it desires, are against the what? See, I told you, you have a split personality. You thought you needed medication. You just need understanding. People are like, well, I need something to balance my emotion. No, you need this information. I'm not saying you can't use that for a season, but I'm saying you, if you get enough of this word in you, you'll go, that's flesh, nope. That's spirit, yep, we'll follow that. You'll be able to discern between what? Good and both, right? Against the, so verse 17, I'm going to read it again. For the flesh lusts or desires against the spirit, and the spirit desires against the flesh. And these are what? They're what? Contrary. Do you ever feel like you're contrary to yourself? There it is, right in the word. And you thought, and medical science told you something was wrong, and the Lord's going, no. You just need to understand it from my perspective, and you'll be fine. You know, when you wake up in the morning, and, and you're going through your day, and you have something come to you that's contrary to what the spiritual truth of your life is, you just need to go, no, I'm not taking that in the name of Jesus. When that thought comes back to you about a situation that, was, that took place 20 years ago where you had a confrontation and a person hurt your feelings, but yet you've worked it out, they've apologized, or maybe they haven't, but you've declared that you've forgiven them, and that thought comes back to you, you need to say, oh, no, 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 devil, I'm not taking a pic that picture. No, 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 We're not, I'm not living, I'm not going to punish everybody else in my life for what somebody did years ago in carnality. I'm going to live in the spirit, in forgiveness. Come on, unforgiveness is what? It's like drinking poison, hoping the other person dies. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill. You're just going <laughs> to. It's going to cost you, amen? So these are contrary to one another that you do not do the things. And I put this. It says that you wish, but I put in my Bible that your flesh wishes. Just to help give it a little more understanding. You begin to separate these things out. And that truth brings enlightenment. And it gives you the ability to walk with the Lord at a greater level of obedience and holiness. Aren't you thankful that we don't have to perform to get there. But we can perform from what he's, what he's given. Amen. So let's go on to verse uh, number. Where are we at? 18, we just finished 17, we need to go to 18, <clears throat> if I have it in here. Actually, I'm just going to read it, I'm not going to comment it, because I want to get down into uh, verse number 21, or 20 and 21. But it says this, but if you are led by the Spirit of God, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, there are works of the flesh. Now Christians shouldn't have these operating in their life. This is sin, right? Okay? Now, I didn't say you weren't saved. I said you're letting your flesh dominate you. Now, that can really affect you. How many know if you leave the door open and animals keep getting in, you don't need to pray. You need to shut the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just, 
I mean, if you leave the door open, <laughs> they can come in, and they will. <laughs> okay? You need to shut the door. And what does that mean? Stop yielding to the desires and nature of the flesh. It's affecting you. Okay? So he goes on to say this. He said, the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So what I want to share with you uh, this morning, and we'll wrap up right here. And then we'll have to pick it up next week. But it says this. But if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. So what are emotions in here? Now, I could put feelings and emotions in almost every one of these areas. Because they're just a part of our life, right? But I want to deal with hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, and envy. If you allow thoughts to sit in your mind, remember, emotions are like containers. Your emotions can fill up with these feelings. And it can feel like that's your identity as a Christian because you're thinking about those things. So our world today is absolutely off its rocker. Whatever they feel they are for the day. To the point now where you have people like telling some of their kids, and I think this is rarer than more normal, of course, percentage-wise, but you have parents asking their five-year-old whether they want to be a boy or a girl today so they can help them figure out which they are. How many know that's crazy? Okay? That's crazy. That's absolutely insane. That is demonic, absolutely. But see, if you are going to be ruled by feelings instead of truth, you may not head to that point in the deception, but you'll live at some level of deception in these things. So as believers, we are to continue to grow spiritually because we're con to continue to release from within us the reality of the resurrection graces that are there. And how many know resurrection graces are balanced emotionally? You know, God is not, he's not up and down. He's steady. God is, God is one who says, I wrote the end at the beginning. I know how it ends. And he doesn't let us or the world lift him up or put him down. He doesn't allow that stuff to... Why? Just steady in perfect power, in perfect, uh, uh, just radiant glory at all times. God's emotions are not affected by sin or fallen flesh. But, now the good news is, people say, well, how does that help us? Because Jesus came, did it right, and gave us his victories. Now, it's very simplistic what I just said. It's a simplified version of what took place. But you realize this, you have that power within you. Now, we'll get into this next week, but you actually have God's self-control in you. So don't, you should never say, I just can't control myself in that area. Oh, that's like saying, God can't help me. It's, uh, it's too far. Come on now. Now, that may challenge your ticker up here. The clicker, you know what I mean? The, 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 the gears. 
It may even irritate you. The preacher doesn't know who I am and what I've gone through. <laughs> you say, you're pretty good at that. I've seen it. I've preached along and look at people's faces. I, you know what I want to do sometimes? Just hold up a mirror in front of me while I'm preaching. See, you can see what I see. People will be go, oh, my goodness, that's what I look like? Yep, that's what you look like. <laughs> and I get it. It doesn't bother me anymore. It used to. Your emotions are containers. So whatever you put in them, so if you put resurrection truths in your mind, it'll have an effect. Come on. It can have such an effect that your arthritis will straighten out. I'm not talking about the famous preacher laid hands on you. I'm talking about you were reading the word and you read by his stripes. And your mind sees it. Your spirit goes, that's it. There's a connection. Anointing releases. And all of a sudden, what was crooked straightened out. People think that's far-fetched, but that's how you got born again. You've been religiously brainwashed instead of New Testament taught. Amen. (laughs) I love it. Emotions are containers. So what is an outburst of wrath? It's an outward manifestation of an inward hatred. Well, I see that person, I just... Yeah, you filled up with unforgiveness and hatred. And now it's affecting your emotion, which, by the way, is also affecting your health. Directly connected. Do you know what they did to me? You need to forgive them. Well, when they come and they apologize, then I will. Nope, 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 nope. Does God act that way? You're his child? Oh. Amen. You'll relax. You'll rest. Well, it wasn't right what they did. Probably. I don't doubt it. I agree with you. But if you're going to fill up with hatred and unforgiveness, what's going to come out? Outbursts of, now isn't it strange that Paul, who had all the revelation on grace that he did, yet he said that a Christian could have an outburst of wrath. Because as Colossians chapter 3 says, you have to put it on. How many have noticed that your flesh is not redeemed yet? If you haven't, we have. (laughs) Outbursts of wrath. It's also called rage. Well, you don't want to make them mad. I'm talking about believers. I'm not talking about the world. The world, we understand. We get it. They don't have the spirit of Christ. But believers should not act that way. Selfish ambitions... Selfish ambitions or strife is simply means discord or disharmony. These are musical terms relating to musicians playing together so their instruments or voices blend together as one. It is impossible for one person alone to be in discord or disharmony. Did you know that? To have discord or disharmony, there must be more than one person involved. Strife is a group activity. 
Strife is a group-related activity. Guess what? The church is not supposed to be as far as group-related activity. No strife. Well, I don't really like, I don't really like, I don't really like the way they talk to me. Well, maybe you just need to fill up with love, and if you would, your, your, uh, your ability to harmonize with others would be greater. Well, I'm just a particular type of person, and I need my space, and I need my, and, I, and you're selfish. Everything's on my time, my schedule, my way. I have to do it this way, and that's selfishness. Come on, I'm going to hit it harder. Because I like a church full of strong believers who when they see the devil, they don't run the other direction. They go, let's do it. <laughs> Come on, like, like Jesse Duplantis says, leap, frog. You know what I mean? Let's get after this. I like a church that has dents in their shields, that have chips out of their swords. Come on, if, you, if the enemy has whooped you and your shield went one way and your sword the other, you went, oh, I got a helmet. And you go, Charge. You're not a quitter. You don't roll over. You don't give up. You go, oh, devil, you're going to go to that level, then I'm going to go to this level. Yeah. <laughs> you have it in the church world. People, and I've shared it before, but I'm going to share it again. I've heard testimonies, not, te not good ones, but they were testimonies. For, well, we used to go to that church, but the coffee wasn't that good. I'm tempted to just rip all the coffee out at times. You know what I mean? Not that we've had a lot of complaining about our coffee. So kudos to you guys. <laughs> or maybe they just don't tell me. But anyway, <laughs> selfish, and we're not getting past this point. This is where we're ending. <laughs> this is it. This is the end. I got to mark it so I don't forget. <laughs> selfish, and I've heard people, you know, I've heard this. Well, that pastor is, uh, they, they made a statement about the particular race that he was. And they wouldn't go to, are, are you serious? You're going to miss where God has you planted because the preacher isn't blonde-haired and blue-eyed. Come up here, I'll cast the devil out of you. You've got to be kidding me. I said it, but I, I, you, I said it this morning in our, in our uh, Vessels of Honor Bible study. I said it this morning. I, if I am thirsty, I don't care what the cup looks like. If, you're, if you need drink, whether you like the personality or don't, whether the skin color is right or not, whether the gender is where you want it to be or not, whether the denomination is right, the qualifications are right, whether it's your favorite preacher or your least favorite preacher, whether, whether they criticize your denomination or not, when it's the word of God going forth, a true disciple won't sit in selfish ambition. They'll sit up and go, Lord, teach me. I want to hear. And when they hear things that are contrary to what uh, would be right, even 
even if it's an offense against you, you look at it and you go, I used to think like a child. I used to speak like a child. I used to reason like a child. But when I became an adult, I put away childish things and I said, Lord, feed me your word. Correct me, direct me, lead me, guide me, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Show me where I need to grow. Show me how I need to mature because I'm your vessel. Fill me up to overflowing. If you want me to drink from an Episcopal, I will. From a Baptist, I will. From a Methodist, I will. From an Assemblies of God, I will. From a Word of Faither, from a Holy Roller, from a Lutheran. It doesn't make a difference. Presbyterian, come on. My God, there are godly people in every single denomination. Even if the leadership has gone, woohoo. As believers, we are what? We cast off the works of darkness. We throw away the enemy. We throw away division. We throw away personal preferences and things like that. And we go, by the Spirit of God, we are united in faith. We are moving forward, advancing the kingdom. These disciples that are in this kingdom, those followers of Jesus Christ, we will prevail and the gates of hell shall not prevail against this church. Come on. I have fellowship with Episcopals, with Baptists, with Presbyterians, with Lutherans. I've had great conversations with Episcopal priests. I'm talking about an Episcopal priest that was baptized in the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues. And you, God can move whether you have a backwards collar on and a long robe or whether you dress in jeans and a dress shirt. God doesn't care if you're tattooed from head to toe and got dreadlocks. He could care less. He knows in the end anyway. I don't know if you get to keep your tattoos when you get to heaven. There's no scripture on it. But in the end, you get a new body anyway. I've died and now I'm enjoying my second existence, simply Jesus using my body. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now lives in me. And that spirit, what? Quickens and makes alive my mortal body. For why? Greater is he that is than he that is in the world. <laughs> We've been seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Come on. That means what? We have the ability to put on and put off. So people say, well, what do I do if I feel those things? Just put on a smile and start acting selflessly. People say, well, I'm lying. No, no, no. You're, the other way is lying. See, this is where people get hung up because they don't understand faith. Well, I'm going to act like I like them. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to act like it. I'm just going to act like they didn't hurt me. Yes. Sometimes I think we should set a chair up here and just have somebody with their knee out and then you can come by and we can paddle people as they go by, you know. <laughs> now straighten up, knock it off, straighten up. <laughs> the reason why you're in conflict is simply this. 
It's because you're seeing yourself after the natural, not after the spirit. If you get down into the spirit, you'll find out that God's not near as irritated with your spouse as you are. Hey, glory. Somebody run or jump or shout or something. <laughs> right? You, it's true. I have no irritation in my spirit. I have no unforgiveness. I have no hatred. Come on, the fruit of my spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And that nature was placed in me. I didn't earn it. I just need to go ahead, grab the clothing, and put it on. Amen. Come on, you can just, somebody can chew you out and you can go, glory to God. Lord, I pray for them right now in the name of Jesus. Your flesh is going, reach, reach hit them, hit them. And you go, no, you're not going to do that. You're not, I, we love them. We're, we're going to buy them stuff. We're going to pay for their gas even though they cut me off. And that'll be a real sacrifice right now with gas prices. You know, you, you're really sowing a seed, you know, it's like. A few years ago, it wasn't that much, but now it's triple. So, hey. People say, well, it's not in my budget. God doesn't work on budget. Amen? Come on. It's so that way. Praise God. God's good, amen? He's so faithful. <laughs> You didn't think you could get this happy about spiritual growth, did you? And I actually, you know, I actually did some good correcting this morning. The Lord did. We, 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 check, we need to check those things and crush them. Check those things of the flesh and kill them. Put them to death. Romans 8, 13 them. You say, what does that say? Go look it up. Romans 8, 13 them. You have his ability in you. Say this with me. Put your hands right here. Close your eyes. Say, Lord, your ability is in me. And I purpose to submit to it. And to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And make no provision for the flesh in Jesus' name. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're in this place this morning and you're not born again, I want to give you that opportunity. Romans chapter, eight, or chapter 3 verse 23 says, For all have sinned. And fall short of the glory of God. Romans chapter 6 verse 23 says. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. We see in Romans chapter 10. That there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. In other words God doesn't look on the natural. For the same Lord is over all and rich to all who call upon him. Verse 13 says. For whoever or anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.